Hey, this is Doug Stanhope, and you're listening to the Master Bastard Podcast, live from wherever the fuck you are. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Master Bastard, the podcast with Clastered in space. In space. Space. My name is Turlitz. I'm Hamtackle. Sir Chaps. Hamtackle. Welcome, gentlemen. How's it going? Great. Um, yeah. Is this? Are we going to have a whole episode about Star Trek now? Because you made us no. watch an episode. Of well, just lots of times, work. whenever the the masterpiece pick is, if it has a good instrumental soundtrack and I have access to it, okay. I will uh, normally have it as background I music. Got I got you. I was just wondering. Just wondering if this is going to be a, the Willow revisiting. Oh, but there is there is Star Trek trivia. Oh boy. See. Well, <laughs> oh, no, and facts, not trivia. Facts. I guess trivia is can be facts. People say. Depends on the Q and A. There's some things I've listened to where they're like, oh, here we have some trivia, and they just read facts. Like, okay, well, I guess you can use that as trivia, but trivia, shouldn't you be asking a qu- the question, who would blah, 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 blah? You know what I'm saying, bros. You know what I'm saying, bros. Brosif. Chapsworth. Already, what? it's a fumble. Just, just going to say hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you for asking. Oh. Can I get a bottle opener, please? So, folks, as we do every Thanks, great best. episode, mostly, almost, we uh, drink a shot of absinthe, and it's disgusting and painful, and we deserve to be punished. Hand tackle. You can see you got a freshy, fresh new bottle Did, of Kernod. This is a, if you had Tell to us just, about this. If you had to ballpark how many bottles we've gone through, how would you? How 24. I was going to say 24, 25. Is this Price is Right thing? Because I'm going to say probably, like, 31. Just say one. 31. Just one. So you Do know you have a count? Do you know a count? No, of okay. course I don't. We threw away se- several of the bottles, but there's many in a couple boxes in the garage, I think. Do you remember that that episode of Hoarders? And it it wasn't like a uh, real episode because the guy was just hoarding bottles of fucking liquor and wine. Like he would drink them and put them in cabinets. Yeah, I watched one. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. They opened up like a cabinet and bottles came out. Yeah. It was just no, they were, they were in there beautifully. Like He was on wine. Yeah, that's that right. what it was. But all his dresser, his fucking under the sink, the all of the kitchen cabinets. I remember they're in there clearing <laughs> just bottles out yeah. of his house. And he's sitting on the driveway in shorts, no shoes, flat on his ass, drinking a fucking, uh, like a trucker cup full of wine. <laughs> just trashed. And pissed while that people they're taking just, his bottles. People are just walking past him. Well, he's just humiliated. Just, I need to get shit-faced. Probably every day. Well, okay, let's get day. shit-faced. Drink your The fresh is always the worst. <sighs> so, so, oh, God. My phone Do you remember what we do, though? It was like for probably three months straight where we... I'll get on Netflix, join a party... And then turn it to fucking the History Channel and watch the latest episode of Hoarders and comment on it. Yeah, that was back when uh, the Netflix app on Xbox allowed for group viewing. No, but we wouldn't even do that. We would just... But remember that? Yeah, it they was so stupid that. and weird. Well, yeah, it, it went away fast, but we did it a couple yeah, times. Your avatars would like sit down in the, you know, kind of like uh, Mystery Science Theater-esque. That was back in the day. That shit was fun. Square Jaw, remember her? Yeah, she looked like she'd take a punch. Yeah. 
Square jaw. You were part of that, weren't you, Toilet? A couple times. I don't like that's kind of stuff I don't really like that much. So even though you're having fun laughing, I still hate the content. So I watched that's, uh, that's sort of like me with Star Trek. Good, yay! We'll get to it. But how, don't you have a story around that new bottle of apps? Oh, sh- sure. I can, I, can, I can retell. I was spoiled oh, this God. earlier, as you pointed out, but I'll, I'll, I'll give go. it another crack. Uh, yeah, I went down to the uh, liquor store near my home, uh, which is the uh, one of the only places I've seen that has this particular brand of absinthe. I've seen other ones, but they generally aren't uh, the whopping sixty-eight <sighs> percent that this thing puts <laughs> out. So gross. Um, so I, when I picked it up, the uh, there was a new lady at the liquor store. Um, I don't know them all by name before you ask, um, but I was buying this bottle, and it's more than a normal bottle. So she's like, "Oh, this must be really good. I bet this is nice." I just said, no, it's all it's terrible. It's awful. Never ever drink this it's terrible. And I just sort of <laughs> walk away. Paid. Waited I'm waiting while the while my credit card reader registers. <laughs> was there an awkward look? Like you're gonna finish or you gonna give me the context? Yeah, she rolled with it. It's, it probably wasn't the most awkward thing that's happened to her today. I wonder how she took it though. If it was more like um you're being snobbish, like, oh this this is crap. <laughs> I don't think it came or across was it that more way. like no. <laughs> I think I was pretty convinced. <laughs> Don't ever try this. I'm this buying like, something that I think is disgusting, or yeah, this is I'm getting awful. terrible. This is terrible. Don't ever. $80. It's garbage. Yeah, this is like the equivalent of me saying 10 Hail, Mary, Hail Marys. <laughs> it is rough, man. It is. The first couple drags off of that thing are always spicy. How much Boy. does that ring up for? It's around 70. 70? Yeah. That's my guess. Last is a good long crazy. time, though. You don't drink it leisurely. That's the nice thing. Is. Yeah, it's forced upon us. Uh, yeah, real, really it's forced. so gross, man. There's about 26 shots in a in a bottle that size. Don't ask me how I know. So probably around $2,000 has been spent over the course of Master Bastards on per not alone. Yeah. But... Uh, there's plenty of other liquor that's been bought around here. Gifted to us. I mean, how much would it cost for us to get on a plane, go to Cuba, and get the cheapest bottle of unregulated <laughs> rum we could find and bring it back? I mean, that would cost a lot of money to do something like that. That's true. That's true. It was a special thing. Or what about what about a bottle fished out of the Ganges itself? Uh, they didn't even do anything to that. They just put it in a bottle and waited until it turned into liquor. Human it still has a spirit in it's there. The human yeah. use. It's, exactly. it's haunted. Aww. It's still a you white wisp in you, there. You could clone an Indian dude with that. Who took the lash out of that? Was that you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. How was it? It's fucking terrible. There's still more. You can have it. Would you rather one. take a shot of that or Pernod? Right now, not neither. If you had to choose, I'm trying to keep it down. The nethers. I'm trying to keep it down. It's it's, it's content. It's cursed. It's now yeah. half. It's half full again. I would rather take three shots of Pernod than a shot of that fucking whiskey that my brother brought. I probably would too. Now I don't. I think that whiskey was probably good the night we no, had it. It wasn't. I, I no. I mean in better shape. Oh, I, see. I don't mean delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more concerned about that. That thing needs to go through a colander, let alone a strainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a soup. <laughs> Particulates. Oh. I mean, we should, in all fairness, we should run that through a Brita. Yeah, <laughs> there shouldn't be chunks and booze. Depends on the booze, I guess. We got some other the booze last time there we with were, chunks. We got, last... a, we got a homebrew booze back there that it was a cloudy. It looked like a snow globe when you brought it in the first time. Yeah, true. <laughs> the uh, gifted uh, apple pie Everclear. And... Did you have any of the yeah. apple pie? Yeah, I think I pussied out on that. 
The uh, remember when we looked at that whiskey and it was, it was a cloud in there. That's the scotch the your whisk. brother brought. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that yeah. there was cloudiness. I know. There still is a you spirit. Can still talk to the dead through that bottle. <laughs> There's some <laughs> more. Yeah, Let's just turn it. it around because all the liquor got moved uh, behind me. There's a lot of partials and a lot of stories. Almost. A lot yeah, of stories on that shelf. I dusted all of them and put them on that shelf where I used to have a lot of books. Did we ever kill off the menthol? It's gone, right? There's I see it. Uh, I think it's back still left? in there somewhere. The, the menthol left? tobacco flavored schnapps. That should be the daily punishment. The vodka and the birthday cake, fucking vodka. Yeah, that's just too. I just can't stand that sugary shit. It's like taking. I see people taking shots of puckers and shit. It's just like, god damn, how can you? Shots. What were they? Fourteen. Grown ass men. We used to make fun of some some people in college because they were like, "This was like whipped cream on on fucking puckers, green apple puckers." I'm just like, "Syrup." It's a Washington apple. You need like two of those, and you want to throw up or get diabetes. Back in the day, though, you could you could take a couple. That is actually not intentional. I was trying to find my mouse cursor. Could take a couple shots of any flavor of uh, you know that fruity shit, and then mix it with some Zima on the rocks. Zima was good on a hot day. That was Zima was real delicious good. Dolly Rancher shit. Are you required to have like a sweater wrapped around your neck to like take that shot? No, but your pinky just Dude, did you ever have Zima? Raises You're up. lucky now, yes. Chapsworth, because oh, every great. microbrewery is now competing to have their own malt liquor kind of low calorie, low carb, whatever Zima style beverage. There's like t- fucking fifty different varieties. Oscar Blues has one. Like the, the couple breweries in Boulder have one. Large breweries have them. They're like Wild Claw, Bite Saber, Sweet Mist. That's like a so it's shit. A, yeah, it's a yuppie fucking thing now. Yeah, it's all like ah. It's, it's like how uh, Sign of the Times. Paps used to be five years ago. It's super hip right now though. I guess it's Paps, selling like crazy. The only reason Paps got there is because it was always the well fucking beer of every fucking bar you went to. It was the fucking cheapest shit they had, and, and people were poor. They drank that. It had Dennis Hopper's endorsement from Blue Velvet. Let's not oh, forget really? that. Yeah, oh, yeah, he goes on this whole tangent about fuck Heineken. Heineken's for pussies. When a real Paps fucking blue ribbon. The claw. That's oh, actually I, not okay, that. I know what Spike you're talking Seltzer. about now. Yeah. They all, I, the wife brought some home and taste, one tastes like it's Zima. That's all they are is malt liquor. Oh, you know, you know, I'd taste it and I'd be like, calorie. this is fucking awful. But if I tasted Zima, I'd be like, oh, that's nostalgic. Nostalgia. You know what I mean? It'd take me right back to being 13, 14 again. Getting I drank, I drank one of those getting out of the swimming pool like last summer. It was refreshing <laughs> yeah. as shit. I could have had a couple more. It's been a minute since I had one. Well, gentlemen, I guess we'll just get right into this bitch. Dick. Bastard Peace Theater. Bastard Peace Theater, where we pick something on Netflix or whatever, I'll watch it and spoil it. Mine was Star Trek, the original series. Can you spoil something from, like, the 60s? It It was only 50 minutes long. At least it wasn't, like, two and a half hours or something silly. I'm not complaining about how long it was. Oh, boy. I'm not really... I I haven't complained about shit yet. I don't know what you're getting over. Just tell by your tone. It's just going to be mean. Okay. But I picked uh, Season 1, Episode 25. Star Trek, the original series. The Devil in the... Dark. What was the actual name of the episode that was in the 25th slot? <laughs> yep. You mean how Netflix has things out of order? No, I think you 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 don't account for. Do you pretend the pilot doesn't exist, friend? Yes, the pilot is included in this count. 
Well, I don't know. If you go to Netflix, you can read all 20 fucking... Some synopsis. Goddamn. Oh. I, I, I'll, say, I'll say one thing. I was As I was watching um, this, it made me appreciate the yeah, motion pictures more. Oh, I was like, what the And uh, there was one scene where Spock is shouting emotions, and I immediately thought of this shitty play that we all had to watch. Yeah, oh, that was the devil, corniest. Yeah, Angel cried a tear last night because there's a devil in the dark. That I was have, the corner. What, what happened to you reading the the back of the box? Well, yeah. Give us the synopsis Sorry, real fast. Read us the synopsis. The Federation needs their pergeum. They got to get the pergeum flowing. But a monster's eating the miners. Will Spock and Kirk solve the mystery of it's eating the them? devil in the dark? It's fucking burning them to crisps. Making them ashes piles. Specifically, burnt to a crisp. No, they need that it's not any of what you guys say. God it's damn. an acidic creature, so it's hydrolyzing them. Yeah. The uh, it's funny how the uh, it's funny how the uh, the all the people that work at the mine are all like dumpy, fatty, fucking losers. <laughs> did, you see, did you see the very first scene? There's a white guy, middle aged, and then comes a little gaggle of white guys, middle aged, all dressed in the same little onesie. <laughs> There's that yeah. one guy in the purple onesie though, who's such a fucking like a tough guy, like. <laughs> All, all the men who look he old almost were looked Vulcan. In their 30s. He had like a Vulcan haircut. This and is, this did is you in the guys? 60s where everybody chain smoked, and they all like everybody that looks in their thirties looks like they're sixty. So did you see the level of makeup on the on the chief guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in that first scene? He looks like a fucking Skeksis. He's so made up. Make him look nice. Ooh, purple eyeshadow. Spock. Ooh, holy so get, cow. So that's the synopsis. Something's they eating them. That pergeum. Okay. But yeah. But you know, and then a monster, and they, they find out, oh, that's the way we kill the monster's babies, and then they make peace with the monster, and then the monster's mind for the Federation to become friends. Yeah, I think it. I think it could have uh, inspired things like the first Alien or something like mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. it sort of had a feel like that. Um, I think. I think Turlet just summed it all up, and we should move on. <laughs> No, he's got. Here's the problem. It's kind of fun for just being a silly TV show. I I didn't. I I also thought it was like an inspiration of maybe some future slasher film or something because it had a lot of those. It was blobby. There's a blob aspect to it. It's people wandered around. Know there's a danger, and they're getting picked off one by one, and they don't see the killer, and they fucking they're instantly dead. It's like kind of a slasher kind of movie. I, I I could appreciate this. Where it falls apart is that all the special effects and all the acting is shit. It's all shit, but it so it takes me out of what it could be. Oh, yeah, the, the 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 circular tube of cardboard and, pl- and pl- crumpled pl- painted plastic that is a freshly burned hole through rock that they light in different directions, so it looks like you're you come in one side and come out the other, but the same tube just lit differently. Or what about what was what looks like a rug with somebody hiding underneath it, crawling around the I floor? Love I love the Horta. Think about being. In the 60s, though, when this shit came out. It was awesome. And other things I've read that the Horta joined you know, the Federation and actually like served sometimes and help on other planets mining and whatnot. And yeah, there's shit from the 90s that's corny as fuck. I love, uh, that's one of my favorite things is the Horta. I like monsters, and especially a monster that's sympathetic after you've, he's killed a bunch of people. He yeah, they mind him. meld and then... Uh, he and loves uh, Spock's... Or she loves Spock's ears. Okay, guys, in the in his book Star Trek Memories, William Shatner identified this as his favorite episode because his father died during filming, and Leonard Nimoy's delivery of the mind meld lines made him laugh. He thought it was exciting, thought provoking, and intelligent. It contained all the ingredients that made up the very best Star Trek. I like that. As soon as you said his father died, I went dun dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, so yeah, it was a decent episode, but I'm taken out of it. It's just like I can't watch Doctor Who. 
the old Doctor Who shit, which is like all super corny, kind of all together. It takes me out of it a bit. I tried to watch like old uh, Godzilla movies, and and they're more comical, really. Than yeah, they you are. know what you're getting into with those. Yeah, I want to be into them, but it's just really try bad. watching old episodes of the Ghostbuster cartoon and thinking and try not to cringe at that shit. Yeah, no, I know a lot of that shit. They, Ooh. I used to love that cartoon, and then recently watching it, like, God. Nothing lives up. Nothing lives up. No. The writing? Old G.I. Joe's? Terrible. I just remember as a kid sitting there watching the dumbest shit cartoons and wondering why my mom's bitching that she can't watch the news or something. Like, why would anyone want to watch the news when there's fucking cartoons on TV? (laughs) I just thought she was so stupid. (laughs) And then I, I I probably stopped watching cartoons when I got... Like, I was only witness to some, really, some South Park in college. It's the only thing I really watched a lot of. Simpsons. I mean, so it's Simpsons, not not South Park. I never really watched a lot of South Park. We would hustle back from lab every Wednesday night to watch that first and second season, man. Remember that kid, Zach? The marathon runner that, like, quit marathon running because he would smoke weed. Dark hair. (laughs) Sort of ruined a couple lives, didn't we? Yeah. A couple of years. But I like Star Trek. I thought it was a fun episode, even the special effects are bad. It's just kind of a... Well, Nimoy's acting when he does the mind meld with the creature is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I was going to actually go to that here. Let's it's ridiculous. So about eight minutes in, uh, I have a, a buddy staying the night because his mom and you know father figure out of town and stay on this couple days. You know what, got about eight minutes in before I saw him break out the phone. I was like, yeah, you ended it? He's like, nah. But so I did, the third, third party uh, t- temperature take of the uh, episode. But I did, uh, I did, ex- you know, he's a cool kid. Like to hang out with him. You I, like Star Trek, right? I, I like Next Generation. Okay. And I like, I like the original picture, motion pictures. Is this too corny for your taste? It's pretty bad. But uh, you know, introduce the kid to misery. That this is the, that is that is peak fucking Shatner though. He looked good. A little, you know, he he had that sort of uh, that strong guy illusion. Early on, when before people really knew bodybuilding, where they they could have sort of a gut, just sucking your chest. Yeah. Pain, yelling out emotion, just like this crazy bitch. One thing about this though, as soon as I saw the balls of silicone, I knew they were eggs. Exactly. And then I knew the whole way this goes. It wasn't a cliche yet with this. Look at all that makeup. (laughs) A lot of eyebrow work. (laughs) Jesus. Spock it's like the rock pain. before the rock. Yeah, you, you could put a beat to this, and he'd be like a slam poetry. The thousands, <laughs> demos, channel ends. This is slam poetry. The mind melt. <laughs> it's slam oh, poetry. Look at the concern on his face. I just like that the you know the. It's a monster. It's a totally silicone-based weird carpet thing that crawls around and, and melts people. Was he bald then? I don't know. But uh, in the end, it, uh, if they all become friends with it because they, they, they find it like, oh, we've, we've all been hurting each other and didn't understand. Now we can... Now can be, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a symbiotic relationship. I think it's beautiful. So it's just the, I have a Horda as one of my bridge crew in the Star Trek game I play. But in the end, they help them maximize profits. Everyone's happy. Profits. <laughs> cool. Um, well, ham tackle. 
Bastard Piece Theater rolls around to you for the next pick. What you gonna pick? Uh, I'm going to pick on Netflix Get Carter. Don't know if anyone has seen Get shit, Carter. Shit, Charter, shit, Charter. Is it Mel Gibson? Uh, it's John Travolta. My cocaine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the original. It's the yes. Okay. It's the story of uh, Michael Caine, is a gangster from out of town, coming back to his, I believe, from some English town, yeah. uh, because he heard his brother had died, and he, they claim it was a drunk driving accident, and he thinks it's bullshit. He's a basically a mafia enforcer in some kind of hardcore gang you don't really hear a lot about, I like but how you he know he's a back killer. In the box like the episode before, so he can do it again in the next episode. It's, a, it's a angel. Just criticism out the bat. It's all good. It's all good. No, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> That's it. He's coming into town and he doesn't believe it. He heard... My cocaine. Yeah, so it's probably his breakout role. My cocaine. No, that was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels for me. <laughs> oh, this Alfred. is 70s. Yeah. So, yeah. Austin Powers 3. He was great in that. Well, so I still have to get you guys a FX. Star Trek Voyager episode and a Star Trek Enterprise episode, I think. Yeah. You just have to wait seven months. It's going to be a while, but it'll happen. So, yeah. Good stuff. Gentlemen, did you do your homework? You say you're the king of this, the king of that. You're the king of dog shine. Limericks. So I uh, emailed once and texted twice uh, to as remind about the limericks. I don't think uh, you. I don't think you had me in on that. Let's see who uh, who has limericks. Anybody? I got one. Oh, what you got? <clears throat> My birthmark doesn't cause me much pain, like a floggy from a rusty old chain. Things could be worse, like riding in a hearse or a Gorbachev style head stain. Oh, well played. Have you been watching uh, Chernobyl? No. Oh, okay. I was just wondering because wow. he's in it. I canceled HBO. Did you? Yeah. Good. I have no more boxing. Because I knew Hamtackle would not write one. And the story, the thing was. Oh, that's the reason he has Birthmarks marks or blemishes or whatever. <laughs> uh, she told me her look was distinct. I was expecting piercings and ink. She had tons of skin tags hanging off like moist bags. One had an eyeball that blinked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going for stink that's for pretty sure. Awful. That's pretty well awful. Well done. I turned to Turlet and said, I can't fucking think of anything. And then that's when they sent out the, uh, they can be gross or nasty shit. I was having trouble coming up with something. An armpit full of chopped clams penetrating <laughs> her dirty shirt strands. Hideous, these bulbous skin tags, likened to greasy sweat rags. Friction manifests from her natural sand. <laughs> natural sand. That's awful. Uh, there is something wrong with your gash. I mean, that really, that really is quite the rash. You need proper nutrition and a caring physician to apply some ointment for cash. <laughs> Ooh. Apply some ointment for cash? Anybody else? I only had one. Okay. How about we play a game to get in the Blemish Hall of Fame? I think I'm the best, because when you get to my chest, I have far more nipples than shame. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good stuff. Flimericks. Folks, write some yourself. Uh, write on a piece of paper and uh, roll it up and cram it up your butt. Shuttle do we have Dunbar? Uh, do I? I can probably get him somewhere. Uh, here, we have the next segment. Uh, if I can find it. 
You raped her! You murdered her! You killed her children! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fix that jingle. Was, I thought you did fix it. I thought it was oh, longer. No, yeah, no. Yeah, I did fix it. Yeah, it's good. I was just talking in general because it has rape in it. Okay, guys, what do we got here? Chlorine trifluoride. Sounds like this was a. This is one of the scariest molecules, or not molecules, compounds. When, uh, when we're looking at all these uh, really bad ones. There was uh, a lot of them were these uh, fluoride, fluorine, like yeah. a lot of those. Aggressively wanting go, to... I think there's like a hazard section if you can go down a little. So you guys remember Valence, right? They're hazards. You guys remember what Valence is? Was that the band yeah, like that the did the music exterior for Blade How they want, they want to complete their Valence shell? It's where they, like chlorine it's where they bond. Fluorine are aggressive Valence wanting atoms. They want to fill their valence. They're That's why they're so aggressively. Uh, it's funny. They're um, whores. They just take whatever they can. Reactive. It's like, it's like, the, it's like carbon's a whore, right? Carbon bonds to like tons of shit. Yeah, well, carbon has no carbon's carbon has four bonds. But so, it does. It bonds. Yeah, That's it can why bond. It's like yeah. our, That's like a it can re- block it can of readily bond it, but it's not going to aggressively react. Cause not like that. I'm just mean. That's yeah. people say Absolutely. carbon's a whore. That's why it's the it, most you teach uh, inner city youth science. <laughs> but this fucking molecule. This molecule, if it's sitting out, not molecule, I'm not sure what it is if it's a, but if it's sitting out on a fucking tray that has, um, it's got to be magnetized with its, with its an own layer of fluorine to be able to even sit on metal. And if it's sitting right there in your hands right here, it will ignite your hand on fire. It's that aggressive in taking water and disassociating uh, water to hydrogen and oxygen that it will, it will cause your skin to light on fire. Chlorine. It is so, a horrifying hypergolic uh, reaction. That so it, go ahead and try uh, that. That some of that. Let's take a look. Can you grab that first paragraph and let's hear what Dunbar has to say? Oh, I didn't search for Dunbar. Let's oh, okay. search for. If only I'd mentioned it in advance. <laughs> Who was it? Was it this one? Probably not. We'll try it. Got a favorite set up or? I, don't know, I haven't been on that website in like a couple of years. We haven't used Dunbar. Can't blame me. Am I really off? No, we've used it in the past couple months. I think not at all. I have no I idea. I swear we have. Not in 2019. I don't think we even use it. A Saint Sad Dyslexic font. Okay. Uh, cool. Okay. What's that mean? I have no idea. You can be pull it to the right. Pull it to the right. See what it does. Uh, Go. Uh, yeah, I just want to. It's just a huh. type of font that okay. helps people with dyslexia. That's kind of cool. We'll see. CLF3 is a very strong oxidizing and fluorinating agent. <laughs> it is extremely reactive with most inorganic and organic materials, such as glass, and will initiate the combustion of many otherwise non-flammable materials without any ignition source. <laughs> That's bad. These reactions are often violent, and in some cases explosive. Vessels made from steel, copper, or nickel resist the attack of the material due to formation of a thin layer of insoluble metal fluoride, but molybdenum, tungsten, uh-huh. oh. and titanium form volatile fluorides and are consequently unsuitable. So it says chlorine trifluoride has also been known to corrode materials otherwise known to be non-corrodable, such as iridium, platinum, and gold. That's the most interesting thing to me and is platinum and gold. Volatile 
Any equipment that comes into contact with chlorine trifluoride must be scrupulously cleaned and then passivated. Passivated! Because any contamination left may burn through the passivation layer faster than it can reform. Chlorine trifluoride has explodes. also been known to corrode materials otherwise known to be non-corrodible such as iridium, platinum, and gold. Right, go back to the gold? Wikipedia page real quick. Jesus Christ. Wow. Go back to the page real quick. Alright, because there's a below it. Because at the bottom, it's exposure larger amounts of chlorine tri trifluoride as a liquid or gas ignites living tissue. Uh, hydrolysis reaction with the water is violent and exposure results in a thermal burn. The, product, uh, the products of hydrolysis are mainly hydrofluoric acid and hydrochloric acid, uh, usually released as an acidic steam or vapor due to the highly exothermic nature of the reaction. Oh. So just, you know, acid gas... You guys know what happens when you add bleach to uh, ammonia, right? Yeah, it's like mustard Hydrochloric gas. Right? Yeah. Take that times probably a million. Oh, I'm sure. And that's like, and it sounds almost uh, like that's the least of your problems. Yeah, because <laughs> it's already exploded. If it's like it burns when it touches glass, that's weird. Not a whole lot of things explode when in Super contact with glass. Super reactive. And it wants to it wants to disassociate immediately. Oh, it's so it antisocial. It's what is it? What kind of compound is it? Does it say? Is it a cranker? I'm sure it does like it's a, above. Right here on the right, right? Uh, uh molecular shape is T shaped, guys. It's all about that T. Odor. So there we go. Punch, Leave it right there. Irritating, suffocating. <laughs> the boiling point is fifty-three degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Ooh, way below room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking good shit. It's like my crotch. Well, this is uh, <laughs> where we were talking about. Where we talked about this is because... All right, right there, uh, Let's stop right there, please. We found, like, a blog that had collated a bunch of articles from different chemistry journals that apparently collectively use the hashtag things I won't work with when they write these posts. And it sort of highlights these chemicals that they basically are like, I won't accept a job that has anything to do with any of this shit. Duh. So uh, you end up with a really a kind of a rabbit hole of absolutely horrifying kind of stories of shit. Uh, this is just the first one I found. There are plenty that are were Some of them are similar compounds that are just more reactive than this. Peroxides are real big, too. That's a very reactive. Yeah, a lot of these things are like rocket fuel. Like this is used in rocket fuel. Yeah. So a lot of those things are just so reactive that we use them to send chunks of the Earth off of the Earth. Do you see the, uh, the structure of it on the left there with uh, the angles and stuff? That's what makes it so reactive is... Those two um, charges, those are four electrons right there. Those things want to go immediately to the next um, valence shell to fill up two electrons. Like it wants to get rid of that fluoride and that fluoride immediately. Just get them off. Just squirt them. I get it. I get it, chlorine trifluoride. Yeah, it's colorless, poisonous, corrosive, extremely reactive. <laughs> Condenses into pale greenish-yellow liquid. That's the name of my new spoken word album. The form in which it is most often sold, <laughs> pressurized at room temperature. The compound is primarily of interest as a component in rocket fuels, plasmaless cleaning, and etching operations. <laughs> Hypervalent bonding. It's just nice that science has found these things, and 
Who knows if they've weaponized them? Yeah, that was in 1930. Do you think like, this is it, something it was... weaponized? That, but the problem with something like this, though, is how do you safely take it to where you want it to wreak havoc? So you have says, to create it where you want it to wreak havoc. It Robots. says there, right, right above reactions, pure chlorotrifluoride, chlorine trifluoride, is stable in 180 degrees Celsius, up to 180 degrees Celsius in a quartz vessel, and I think that. That's probably the only thing you can put it in because it won't react. Quartz in that in that that's all carbon, so it's just a quartz. It's just a carbon lattice, so there's nothing reacting with it. That's pretty terrifying. It's like those fucking dudes whose only jobs in uh, King's Landing were to make fucking the the, fi- the wildfire. <laughs> yeah. They're just walking around with quartz vessels full of gingerly, <laughs> just old men. Yeah, beards. just that you have a fucking limerick <laughs> quartz. Full of chlorine, trifluorine. I just, I just think of the. Of, I wonder. There's two ways this goes. You figure this shit out: is you theorize it and then you make it, or you stumble upon it and something terrible. Oh, this was happens. stumbled upon for sure. <laughs> what happens if we try to make this? With yeah. the peroxide block, there's you can theorize peroxide reactions, and some of them are super unstable. Some so you, of them are. You aren't. could be like, if we make this, this is the, the conditions we have to do it safely. Well, it all, but, it all. Hinges on an oxygen bonded to an oxygen. The more peroxides you add on a chain, and that that becomes mm. super unstable. The, That's the whole farther you go out. Because oxygen wants to double bond with something. That's yeah, why the, the trans fats are so bad for you because there's a double bond on the oxygen where the non saturated fats only have a single bond. I didn't know the sex trade was so rampant in chemistry. I did not know that. See, I, I took uh, chemistry in high school and did terribly, and then. It, then avoided it in college. <laughs> it was, uh, dude. It was. It almost killed me in college, man. I bet you took a lot of shit. What was the uh, hardest chemistry class you ever took? Organic chemistry. Yeah, I don't know, man. Quantitative chemical analysis. <laughs> I, had to, I had to take that class twice because that's all about titration within point zero zero one standard deviations of what you have calculated. Shit like that. Super analytical. Super quantitative, not qualitative. Like organic chemistry is all qualitative. You're like, oh, you add this and you add that, and the, you know your substrate falls out. Did you take that with Ryu? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I. I don't you know. You can probably make some good meth, huh? No, I have no idea how to make that shit. Yeah, wink, but if you, wink. If somebody gave you a recipe. <laughs> somebody gave you a recipe. I just put some things on the soundboard I haven't had on there for a while. So I believe, Turlet, that uh, your brother worked at a place, I think it was a place he worked at, where on a computer that was available to the public, somebody had just found online a fucking recipe for meth. And it was like up on the screen and he stumbled upon it and was like, Jesus Christ, this is a <laughs> recipe for meth on the, on the public computer here. <laughs> Better than the public library. Just go to a. I worked. I, I worked in a university library, and there was a uh, guy there that ended up being uh, uh, arrested for being a sex fucking criminal that was uh, had warrants out. Somebody sex complained that he was uh, looking up child pornography or something oh. in the place, and we can't do anything about it. Like we're we're a university library. Uh, Something like that could be legitimate research. 
<laughs> like that's the <laughs> argument that they give. Like we have no business knowing what they have. The only thing we can do is ask them to move. Well, one of the librarians that uh, was so pissed off, she called the cops on him and they took him out and just talked to him. They're like, we can't really kick him off the property, but we'll talk to him. And then they ended up arresting him because they ran his name. But it's kind of weird. Did you ever catch Working anybody jerking off in the library? There were reports of it on the third floor restrooms of uh, aggressive uh, masturbatory behavior <laughs> in the men's bathroom. Aggressive. According. Okay, not sitting out at the computer watching porn. Uh, it didn't happen anywhere. I, I worked in the reference section, which is a lot busier mm-hmm. because that's where you get people who are doing research for yeah. papers. Uh, when you get into like the uh, the areas that do fiction and stuff, and that where they have those limited uh, computer terminals up there, that's where that shit shows up. <laughs> I don't work there. I worked in the reference. I was right. happy to work in the reference. Yeah, when, I, when I look at Reddit, there's lots of pictures of chicks getting banged or flashing and taking selfies in the library. So yeah, it's sort of a thing now because they can stream it and earn money while they do something crazy like that. So they, uh, yeah, you end up with a lot of that shit showing up on porno websites. This where I'm sure you saw it while you were furiously masturbating. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite thing. Like, oh, go, go oh, do a decibel system. Go find a book on chizen. <laughs> what was that, chizen or jizen? Chizen. It was chizen. Any more uh, philosopher? Any more of the porn websites? I wish that the search would allow you to say things that don't contain this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Give me anything. But this, I could, uh, you know, there's, there, I wish you could, but you put like a semicolon between the four things that are really egregious. <laughs> like, never once have I want, been like, I'm really in the mood. I want to see a fistic video. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I'm good without the fisted videos, man. Mm. You're on the fisting? No. Turlet no. smiles like, I like it because it hurts them. Not down, like man. An exclude I'm... section. Like I want these tags, but like, exclude these tags. Not prolapse. Ugh. Like, yeah. Like I the, went like to the balls and like, pick, like no fisting, no face punching or slapping or spitting or yeah, abuse. Prolapsing. Like no abuse videos. Yeah. I worked with a girl who liked girls, and she told a joke where uh, why why don't lesbians make good boxers? Why don't they? Because it's hard to knock someone out when you make a fist like this. If you imagine just typewriter you know, fist, yeah, make your typewriter fist. Ah. <laughs> Peck in the air. I get it. I've seen the internet. It was uh, funny. I mean, do we want to talk about sports? No. Uh, we can talk about this other science. Something thing amazing had. happened in sports last week. I bet it was great. Uh, Washington becomes the oh, first yeah. state to lead. Oh, Seattle yeah. Times shit. world change. And there's good sports this weekend. Logging to continue reading. Well, Washington's time, Seattle Times. I guess we won't read your story about legalizing human composting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's a fucking amazing idea. You ever heard of the body farm? Anybody ever heard of the body farm? Yeah, that's where they have a bunch of different forensics. periods of decaying corpses. For I, I was going into forensics. That was the thing right. that I was going to school for before I totally didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it was a, like a, the body farm was a place where they just take bodies and put them in a bunch of different common positions. You'd find them in, in crimes to be able to better understand the decomposition rates of under certain conditions I thought about that because my grandma donated her body to science so I was wondering if she what ended up on a body farm and she ended up like on a like what if somebody died on a front porch and it's just her finger extended pointing open mouth staring well there's uh, 
Well, because rigor mortis doesn't last very long. Last oh, it went with her. She was stubborn. <laughs> but there was, uh, no, I read a book called <laughs> Stiff by Mary Roach, I believe. I've heard of that book. It's about the guy who's got uh, priapism and his erection didn't go down for three days. No, it's about, it's exactly that, though. It was uh, <laughs> bodies donated to science. What happens to bodies that get donated to science? A lot of and, sex. Uh, I can tell you that <laughs> most of bodies that donated science get go fucked. into the cosmetic surgery industry to get used to teach how to do rhinoplasty and facelifts and things Aww, like that. Grandma. I know that they did a human, uh, a live human brain dissection in one of the anatomy classes, and the anthropology department was involved in it. And they, I worked live. at the anthropology department. No, no, not alive. I mean, a okay, cadaver I, head. I got you. Okay, it was a, they had a cadaver head. They were going to be able to do a, a, a. They had the brain separate, and they were going to put it in, and they were going to sort of show the whole thing sure. for the anatomy department, and the. Anthropology department was part of that, and I was in with the head of the anthropology department. They showed us the head, and it had cosmetic surgery all done to it like crazy. It was already all stitched up and changed and altered. It was kind of took you out of it. It wasn't even a, really a person. It was like a slab of meat. It was like somebody yeah. like a special art project where somebody took pig skin and tried to make a human face. Buffalo Bill. I wonder how many like the lotion and uh, makeup industry gets. I don't know that they, they have to even use cadavers. Do they? Well, probably, I don't know. I would imagine the t- the tattoo, cosmetic tattoo, like you probably get. My grandma had that around her eyes. They probably people practice that well, on they, that shit. They probably did after she was gone too. Now, as I'm finding out. <laughs> um, if she could heal, she'd look younger than ever. She did. She had tat- the tattooed eyeliner around her eyes. Yeah, it's like a. Tired of putting Ryu's uh, mom had that. I tattoo. All four foot seven of her. She yeah. was such a tiny lady. Gave birth to this fucking big ass sumo behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big dude. poor lady. <laughs> big dude that wore flip flops in the winter. Walked to class a couple blocks. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. human composting, though. Uh, a little bit. Sort of, sort of how, like that. The body farm kind of thing. How close is that to Silent Green, man? Except you're not eating soil. Like, totally a good know. thing to do. Way better than uh, opening up a giant graveyard, taking up fucking perfectly good real estate in major cities and just putting dead people in it. It's that terrible. was one of George Carlin's bits was fucking turn that shit up for fertilizer, man. Yeah. We need Low that income for the housing. soil. Yeah. Low income housing. Golf courses and graveyards. So what do they do? They put them in like a big tumbler where you put like your fucking potato peels and shit. Bash you, you up. Yeah, you just turn the crank every couple of days. <laughs> They mash you up. I didn't read any of it. I just saw it and threw it in. No, they do. Uh, I think it's a liquid way that they do it. Oh, they put they, if they find somebody who killed themselves in the bathtub and they don't find them for a couple of weeks and they just vacuum up that suit. That What's the most noble thing? you So can you, allow? you place it inside of a vessel filled with wood chips, alfalfa, and straw. Microbial activity of the body breaks down into soil that can be given to the family of the deceased or used by conservation groups. We're going to yeah. grow this tree. We're going to eat the apples. Think of all the granddad apples. apples. Not nutrition, but all of the (laughs) vitamins and minerals inside of a human body, man. All the carbon. Sure, it's it's perfect. But you're also chock full of preservatives at the time you probably die. And yeah, I'd like to. That'd be. I wonder how what the the decomposition rate based on diet. Like a bunch of vegans just sour instantly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What about bones? I mean, they don't. Bones are made of calcium, man. Those will go away quick. Yeah, it can be all, but probably bash it up in some kind of 
Yeah, you know, I mean, there's just, some hunchback guy who pulls them out individually and hits them with a hammer on the ground. That's what they do with cremation. Like, if you get cremated, cremated, the so bones I, don't all burn away. They have to they have to put them in with a macerator. But I like to imagine there's one man who does it by hand. So by doing it, like, the, in this place called Recompose, it's an alternative burial company, they process uses eighth of the energy required for cremation and saves more than one metric ton of carbon dioxide for every individual. It's a good place to start with the carbon. Yeah, because cremation releases 600 million I just wonder, of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. I just every, wonder how many how many of the bodies Jesus. that they're doing this to have like high levels of antidepressants in their bloodstream at the time, and then you put it into the ground soil and you grow fucking crops with it, and you're suddenly you're like Prozac nobody's depressed. Crops. It all works out. Yeah, that's gonna sell like hotcakes. Leaches into the groundwater. All the fish stop reproducing, and then the, all the streams just turn to algae. Dude, we'll figure that out. Fucking sixty years from yeah, now, don't come worry on, about it. Okay? brand apples. <laughs> Lead in the gas tanks, man. Come on. I know. Cigarettes. They were like, let's stop doing this, and suddenly there were no more real major serial killers. Antibiotics. What <laughs> after they stopped lead? Yeah. <laughs> like, we should legalize abortion and get rid of fucking lead in the gas. <laughs> okay. All of a sudden, you know, we've seen a big drop off of serial killers in the last few years. Bunch of antibiotics and everything else getting there, and then apple a day will keep the doctor away. See it all fucking. It's true. It's a it's a start of something though, man. You got we got to start thinking crazy like this in order to. Stave off what's coming, man. What, what, what is what's coming? coming? <laughs> what do you know? Climate change, man. That fucking oh, that's that's here. fucking fake. It's yeah, here. but we can mitigate it. There's ways to mitigate it. It's gonna be hot this year, man. When they talk about like you know three inches of global sea rising means like this is how many billions of people are displaced, and it's like oh no, yeah, it's not that bad yet. It will no, be that bad be. in about fifty years. There's all these island countries out there that go to the UN and go. Motherfuckers, <laughs> we are gonna die. We're watching it. Yeah. It's creeping up at us. Like Come we hang out are with gonna us for die. a minute. And it's because I see fucking shit on TV of you guys with giant factories and bullshit. <laughs> they don't have any of that. Yeah, telling us that we need to watch our carpet. <laughs> like, come on. It's yeah. like the fucking dickhead senator who t- is taking Viagra telling the girl she can't fucking have a, you know, an abortion. Yeah, it's true. It's so crazy. Well, when the, when the tsunami hit Japan and the nuclear reactor fucking... Fukushima. Everything just fucked up. I, like, like, months later, part of that structure washed up on the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. And that just like, tells you how, where the radiation goes. Yeah. So, But it, it's also, uh, you know, Fukushima's going to be an ongoing problem, like, for ever. And so they're working, and it just came out, like, last week. It's all Chernobyl's on TV, right? And it's a great series. And then they've got this uh, Fukushima story comes out where... Uh, they're taking volunteers of elderly people that are offering to help in the cleanup efforts at Fukushima because they don't want the younger generation to fucking all die of cancer. It's real heartwarming. All these people are like, I'm about to die kind of anyways. I'll go down there and no, that's a, get hey, cancer inside of a week. They I'll do, do have a top-heavy elderly population. So, And that's... Hey. that's and overpopulation. That's a, a good, not pessimistic. What's the term for that? That's like the a progressive a fucking of. approach. Yeah, it's kind of noble. I mean, to say like I, we know this is a problem, and we don't want the people that have to clean it up to be the ones that have a whole life ahead of them. Kind of shit. But apparently, they have to like plant tons of sunflowers because sunflowers have some property of of leaching radiation out of soil. So they, that's like 
one of the ways you sort of try to knock a couple decades off of the half-life of those 50, compounds. thousand years. <laughs> I really wonder, have they tried prayer? Some of them, it's not so bad. It, it, some of those compounds have, really will just be a hazard forever. But some of them are like, ah, 600 years. And if you can make a dent in, like, by a few hundred years, that might be worth doing. Well, I'll be underwater by then, man. I know. You remember when we were kids, they had... Uh, all these stories about the UAE and all these rich fucking oil emirates and stuff going out and building these islands that look like the United States or look like the world map or the they big got like palm trees. big palm trees. Mm-hmm. They nobody's doing that shit no more <laughs> because they all <laughs> that shit's under that, yeah. fucking water now. Yeah. The, the seas were not what they used to be. Their calculations were wrong and it ended up wiping them all out. Well, the palm tree one was also garbage because they didn't plan for proper water circulation, and so no fish or anything else could live in it. It was just a dead sea zone within the waterways inside. So they had to like restructure a bunch of it. It's like, here's so, your house next so to like, the your two million dollar house next to this stagnant pond yeah, of salt water. So people would be able to like you know scuba dive off off their back decks and shit to see all the pretty fish, and it's like, nope, it's nothing but death. Oxygen restricted pool. I did see some uh, science story about how they were looking at a solution. A potential, like I think it was a bacteriological solution or something for the Great Barrier Reefs, if they could possibly revive them. I, don't, I forget what it was exactly, but I there's did see some. They've, story they've found some in the Dead Sea uh, th- that hasn't been affected yet, and there's some that's super high tolerant of hot, hotter conditions. So, hot. You know, figure something out because that shit goes, and suddenly you don't have fisheries. But the, fucking, and, the Dead Sea is getting. Deader. Israel is pulling so much water from the Red Sea that it's not flowing into the Dead, the Dead sea. sea. Yeah, and so the Dead Sea is just dropping and dropping. And, and dropping. it's probably fucking raising like a, toxic because it's already super, super There's like a saline. $15 billion project to take water from the Red Sea and put it in the Dead Sea. Do you see people swim on the Crazy. Dead Sea? Yeah, all the time. It's so weird because it's like they're bobbing at the top of the water while they swim. Right. You're, they're so fucking buoyant in this dense ass water. Salty. You've seen some divers where they'll go into a super salinated area, and then it looks clear underneath, like it's just open air. Another word that it's you say nuts. that I can't fully take seriously: salinated. <laughs> salinated. <laughs> salinated. Salinated. <laughs> I know. I thought that one. Like, that's kind of a funny term. <laughs> it's just like I was, you know, with the, the movie I saw. I was on Apple TV flipping through. Movies on sale. It goes, ah, all these movies are on sale. And you flip through. And I just see a, pic- a black and white close-up picture of, like, a biker chap's uh, obviously homoerotic crotch shot of a guy with, like, a fucking whole leather crotch piece. And uh, It's a leather cod piece. Yeah, and at the bottom it was, it just said Maplethorpe. The artist, but it's still it's just you, you see that, and I was just like that. Just I, I can't think that take that got, seriously. That guy got in trouble for pissing on a Bible. I'm sure <laughs> they didn't put that on the cover. Yeah, I think something. Like that. They had. I probably wouldn't even text. have a story. Maybe. Huh? That's something you'll randomly text sometimes years for a few years. There, Maple Maplethorpe. And then just, just a picture of leather crotch. That's yeah, that sums it up pretty well. It's like what about the uh, the word just used out of context or by itself? The word body. It's been a while. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. But still, if somebody just were to say body, like, body I got to know. Body, I would just body. I would it would trigger that in my head. It's not like I would open up laughing, but it would be like remind me of body. Yeah, you hear that a lot on the uh, the Nuggets broadcast. Body, body to body, yeah, body them up. They're real good. Got a hold of his body. Yeah, you got to body him up. You got to, you know, put, put your a body, body on a guy. Yeah, put the, yeah. 
Get a body on that body. Put a body on a man. Shot to the body, shot to the man. <laughs> yeah, you hear so the word body. You want to hear the word body a lot, watch some boxing. Oh, do you want some of that? Is that the hint for this bitch? It's worth having a moment about. This sports talk on 92 to the beast. Sports. 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 So I, I follow boxing, but by no means am I an expert on boxing. I don't have the time to pay attention to all the different sanctioned Oof. bodies and all the different fucking weight classes and really keep an eye on, you know, what's going on. But I know Anthony Joshua, I think everybody knows who Anthony Joshua is. The, Three belts. The UK champion um, who uh, undefeated, uh, knocked out Vladimir Klitschko, um, was a gold medalist. The Olympics in 2012, I think. Huge, six foot six, Adonis, fucking cut out of granite, dude, and uh, got beat up by a six foot two Mexican dude who's uh, chubby to say the least. <laughs> Story behind Andy Ruiz Jr. He was uh, he was employed by Top Rank Boxing, which is the ESPN um, organization, by Bob Arum, and uh, in January of this year they let him go. It's rare to see a guy with his his kind of pedigree. He was basically undefeated. He lost one bout to Parker, and that wasn't a really bad loss. So he got he got basically released. Now five months later, he's the heavyweight champion of the world with three of Did the five major Did he take all three belts. of his belts with that? That's what, what was, was that? on the line. They're his. He's really? champ. All three belts, huh? So Anthony I... Joshua is no longer the the undefeated lineal heavyweight champion. Right. And Never so, really was. But. but now now the argument comes: Can Wilder fight? Ruiz and have a unification well, about. He's got Wilder has two fights he's committed to right now. One is coming up, I believe, in September against a guy he's beat already, Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz is an animal. Luis Ortiz is from Cuba. Nobody knows how old he is. Everybody assumes he's in no, his mid forties. We saw that fight at my house. No, we did not. Did uh, we, we I don't think, think we watched Luis Ortiz. Oh, I saw you watched it and you texted me about it because that's how you told me about the knockdown. Yeah. So he got knocked down by Ortiz yeah. and then came back to win. Ortiz, nobody likes to fight that good. Nobody calls out Ortiz. He's scary. Wilder's fighting him again. Yeah. He could lose the belt to Ortiz. Right. And it could be Ruiz versus Ortiz at some point down the line. So what happened in the fight? Talk about the fight. Okay, so uh, what happened in the fight is it kind of looked weird because um, Anthony Joshua is late into the ring. His whole fucking uh, music pre-fight music goes all the way through the song and he doesn't enter in there. There's some equipment issue. He comes in a little bit late. He shows up and he's doesn't, he's got his mouthpiece out. He's getting a fucking shoulder rub. He doesn't look confident at all. He's leaned up against the ropes. He's not like warming up or anything. You think injury? The, well, the word is that he might've gotten knocked out in practice. Um, oh, okay. Even just within the week. <laughs> but nobody really knows. He says, no, he says no problems. I just didn't have it in me. And he was a better man. But uh, what happens is really it was a uh, Anthony Joshua's win in the fight, but it's a it's a fight for the first three rounds. In the middle of the third, he fucking drops Ruiz, drops him flat on his ass. He, his head hits the canvas, and he gets right back up. And then he rushes and he starts just throwing crazy punches. The first he throws one big heavy left that hits him right above the ear and knocks him completely off balance, and he's on like baby deer legs. Suddenly, Anthony Joshua's st staggering all over, and everybody's screaming. Yeah, He rushes him, gets the first knockdown. 
Then he rushes him right after that, basically. Gets him into a corner. Ooh. And then when he steps away, he, he falls forward and, and has another knockdown. Two knockdowns in the third round. He gets up. there. He's getting it again. He's going to go down it again, saved by the bell. Crazy. It, it was yeah. I watched the highlights and I was I couldn't believe it. When you were sending the text live, I was like God, I got to watch this a few hours later. I went and found him. And I'm like, wow. It was forty to one too, right? You said something. Well, like at that. one point he was forty to one underdog. At the time of the fight, he was a, a twenty to one underdog. Or I think Ooh, I think they 15. got it as narrow as thirteen to one. Uh, but Still that the, the betting lines wrong. went all the way up until the fight started. So, but it was he was as bad as Ooh. a forty to one under. Man. So, and then it goes another few rounds, and they're sort of competitive, but Ruiz has clearly got the cardio advantage somehow. This fat guy has the cardio advantage. He keeps pushing him around. Um, in the seventh round, Boom. he ends up getting another knockdown. Leads right into a, to a fourth. One. Oh. When he gets the fourth knockdown, Anthony Joshua gets up and walks, turns his back to the ref who's making the count, and walks back to his corner. He's looking at his corner, talk, like looking for some kind of advice. Arms up on the ropes. He says, can you continue? And he says, yes. Arms on the ropes. Can you continue? And he, he says, yes. And then he just waves his arms. Fight's over because he doesn't have any kind of defense. Never once did Anthony Joshua contest the stoppage. Look at him. Hands on, the, hands on the ropes. That's it. Now he just says, what? But he never, that's the most you ever heard out of him. After that, he's taking pictures with Andy Ruiz. He's enjoying the moment. He's feeling the pressure of losing the belts off his shoulders. Do you think he threw this fight? No, I think he legitimately underestimated a guy who had fast hands. He, this thing about Ruiz, he was a fucking um, Olympian too. He didn't win a medal, but he fought for the Mexican team. He also had 103 amateur fights. He had fought a lot of dudes. <laughs> He had very fast. Yeah, he doesn't he was look like a slouch in there. Doesn't look like a slouch at all. Yeah, he was with Freddie Roach for seven years. But you What's texted a uh, fat man rejoice. Fat men everywhere <laughs> said we can do it too. Look at this because everybody's making fun of him, and then afterwards he just smiling like smiling a shitty and grin. So now the word is that they have an automatic rematch clause. So they're going to have the rematch. They're saying in December, and now what we're hearing from Eddie Hearn, the most hated man in boxing is that his fighter is agreeing to a rematch where it all happened, probably back at Madison Square Garden in uh, December, which everybody thought they were going to try to pull it in UK. But the money is here, so they're probably going for the big money. Um, and the speculation is that Andy Ruse is going to make... He made $5 million for this last fight. 30, right? No, uh, but no. Th- th- you think 30? No, as the champ, he's got an automatic rematch clause limits him to $10 million. <laughs> So he'll get a total of $15 million, But uh, here's the fucked up part. One year ago, almost to the day, the Anthony Joshua team, they're notorious for giving shit offers. They offered Deontay Wilder $100,000 to fight. $100,000 to fight to unify all the belts. 100, 100K. That's what Deontay Wilder says. They, they deny it. Ruiz came forward and said, yes, one year ago, I was offered the Anthony Joshua fight for $30,000. Whoa. <laughs> 3 0. 30K. That's like entry level. Yeah, that's position. less than any of us make. Yeah. Wow. So that he they said, we turned it down. It was there was an insult. They turned it down. Yeah. Of now course. we got it this time for five million, and he flattened the champ and collected all the belts. So now he'll he'll do the rematch if Dante Wilder can win, which stranger things have happened. That guy can get hit. He could get totally flattened against Ortiz. He's not fighting a, a pussy. And then 
Tyson Fury, if he loses, all of the people that were the super fight makers, all the guys, the hundred million dollar fights, all the fights to be made are off the table. It's never because of Ruiz. Because of fucking Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum is who's the pro- <coughs> who's Eddie shit. Hearn? I don't have any idea. He's the promoter. He's like Don King. For who? These guys are both for Anthony Joshua. Josh. He's the zone really. So he's Canelo, Triple G, and Anthony Joshua because he's a big part of the brass at the zone. But he directly has been representing Anthony Joshua for a long time, and he's known for just fucking shady as fuck. Thing. Damn it! What does he, he look like? Uh, bearded. Shorter guy, black? No, he's white. He's a fucking Englishman. Hmm. So is Joshua. Yep. Joshua is also six six fucking monster. That was got, crazy. Got just pushed around the ring and battered. Got his ass kicked. This was not a lucky Ruiz fucking checkup. Ruiz was throwing some mean haymakers. Yeah. that he's left got him fast vulnerable hands. though. Fast hands. He's got very fast yeah. hands. And after that first knockdown, he never he never recovered because he was just wobbly. Never got it again. That makes he, sense he though, if, he got, if he got knocked out, though, and you know, which there's that's conflicting. He says it didn't happen, but a, a sparring partner came out. Of course, out and said he's he going to say that one of his sparring partners came out and said he did it. He knocked him out, but um, who knows? Huh. Ooh. Now this weekend is Triple G is fighting uh, Rolls in, who, which should be a cakewalk if he loses. They just paid him like six hundred million dollars to fucking work it. The zone. Just now, this is his first fight. What if he loses? What if DeZone loses Anthony Joshua and Triple G? They're left with just Canelo. What if then Canelo loses? If they lose both Triple G and uh, Anthony Joshua, honestly, DeZone probably goes away. What are they going to do with those I, delivery I hate Canelo now, so that's fine with me. I want to see the trilogy. I want to see Canelo and Triple G, even though Canelo's going to walk through them again because Triple G's too old now. Man, sorry I had to talk about Star Trek earlier, hand tackle. <laughs> it's a big day for combat sports fucking on Saturday last week big day i also watched the uh, ryzen event in which a japanese guy took an elbow in an exchange that and spit out four teeth right on the canvas and kept swinging <laughs> <laughs> then afterwards in the in the in- Jesus interview Christ. he just said i had he's like got his mouthpiece in he just says i had a whole it's all translated i had a whole uh speech planned out but i'm gonna cut it short because i'm in a lot of pain and he takes out the mouthpiece and just all four front teeth gone oh one elbow, bam, they showed it, and then he spits, you can see the teeth, boom, white on the canvas, and his opponent steps back and points at the ref, and the ref just goes, go. Yeah. Wow. And kept swinging. <laughs> yeah. Tough way to make a living for probably not a lot of money in that organization, to be honest. Damn. It should be okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us on Master Bastard, the sports podcast. Everything sports all the time. <laughs> Passive aggressive, maybe. Always, man. I love being passive aggressive. <laughs> Can't just come out and say what he really wants. Uh, okay, I'll do that from now on. I think you suck, and I love your body, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Uh, put a dick in your mouth. Suck it. Smooches. Suck a dick. Well, What's all those shitty movies on that list there, bud? Oh, that's a bunch of shitty movies on the list. I will explain after I mute our lines here and turn up this music. <laughs> <laughs>